On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, Meth Fairies. And the truth is in there. Let's do this. Welcome to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. I'm Diana. I'm Liz. Still, still trapped <laughs> in my childhood bedroom. Oh, so what episode is this? What are we doing? Season six, episode nine. Clap your hands if you believe. Clap, clap, clap. We're going to clap back. And that, what's that? I'm, you can't even tell I'm doing the beat, but it's that. Now clap your hands. Okay, I'm with you now. I'm with you. Anyways, I was trying to do it without clapping really loud in the microphone. Which Um, everyone would have loved. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I'm thinking of all of your ears. Um, So, yeah. What are you you up to, Liz? Well, in in news of, of the kitty litter, we have finally achieved success. And one of the three chonkers has used the robot litter box. She jumped in. She was rewarded with a treat. She seemed very excited. I was very excited. I know I've seen the kitty litter box do like a cycle, but I didn't check to see if like it actually tracks like which cats and their by weight. So like I can tell like which ones, you know, but I mean, like I also just want to see how much these cats weigh. (laughs) Because I know it's like 15 pounds. Like it's something like. I, I had a 17 pound cat at one point in time. It's, it's, it's wild. Yeah. So, uh, that is my most exciting news. And also, since I'm still in San Antonio and the world is amazing here, I was at HEB and I bought this reversing candle because you can just buy spells at the grocery yeah. store in San yes, Antonio you because it's you can, great. you can antidote cliff for the record. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I got some cheese curds and like, you know, some, some pretty like tasty snacks and some like nice Icelandic yogurt, but also this, this candle, which will reverse something. Um, it actually doesn't say what it does. Um, it just says it's misikas, right? So we know that's mystical. Uh, Allegro, which is fast, uh, right? That means fast. And then there's a picture of like a cross, an evil eye. Um, I'm not sure what that symbol is doing. Hmm, is that like shooting something? I think that may be a gun, um, but it is a double action candle. We also have an eye down here that's doing something. So we're going to burn this during this episode. I mean, honestly, like the warning is just like, don't burn down your house. Don't put in your right. stuff that catches fire. Um, and that no, it was no magic warnings. Yeah. And that it was made in Nueva Leon. Like, oh, uh, there is a fun, like, don't run with the candle sign. Um, although they mm. look like they're, there's like a little girl with pigtails. I think that looks like don't don't kick the candle i'm pretty sure so uh, if you're you're listening if you're only listening to the audio version there is i'm showing pictures of very strange warning signs on my candle uh so we're just going to burn my reversible black red about in those are all about intent you have to i'm just thinking this is going to reverse my luck but would be really great if this like is a freaky friday candle and I like the reversing, like reverses me and Diana. And then like, 
I had to live a week in Diana's shoes and she's about to tell you what her shoes are like and she knows how gross my shoes are right now. <laughs> and neither of us want each other's shoes. <laughs> no, no. There are times in our lives it might be funny. This is not one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, so the yeah. candle is lit. Uh, so if we Freaky Friday, that will we'll let you know <laughs> what's going on with oh, you. Um. Uh, in big music news in the city of Dallas, Texas, uh, the legendary Longhorn Ballroom um, is reopening this week. That's kind of a big deal. Oh, that's kind of a big deal. Why is it a big deal? Uh, it's because because the company I work for is the one reopening it. But it's a historic ballroom. Dating you would say that with more pride. Why do you Why do you go so quiet? <laughs> You're just like, oh, the company I work for is kind of like, yeah, nah, my, my, say that shit out loud. What's wrong yeah, with so you? My my company has been behind the renovation and and um, reopening of Longhorn Ballroom. So it's um, in addition to other venues, music venues that we operate. It's um, a, a big deal for us. It's a and it's a super big deal for music history. Uh, not only in Texas, but arguably um, nationally, um, but definitely arguably globally. I mean, once well, you put maybe. the Sex Pistols in there, and then you cross the Atlantic, and yeah, we're just yeah. you know all around. It's a globally important landmark it, that it, is haunted once, and filled with records. It was once identified by Texas by Texas Monthly as Texas' most historic music venue so um that's not my quote i didn't make it up that's an actual magazine quote but anyway so um so it's been really exciting and really cool it's also super stressful but exciting we had live music and people in the room already for um a a really last minute soft opening kind of night like sneak peek um and so by the time this uh y'all are listening to this podcast we will be officially open and having our first concerts um since uh, there has not been a concert in that building since 2019 currently. so That you know that. of. The ghosts have totally been having concerts in there. They have just ghost right. concerts all the time. And I'm, I'm sure it's swinging. Yeah. And there I'm are sure. no longer raccoons in there, just in case you're an inspector listening to this. The, there, the are, raccoons, there are not. The raccoons have been evicted. They have moved on to new homes. <laughs> yes, Definitely. <laughs> Like, I'm sure you we passed the health inspection. There's no <laughs> sure there there no sadly. Although, like, I'd be very excited if there were. They had little tiny cowboy hats. So, I know. We, we, there was a deep discussion about this. There's names, cowboy hats needed, like a whole thing. Um, maybe we can at least find some taxi. Like, you know, but maybe our next taxidermied raccoon will find one a little cowboy hat and a little longhorn shirt. And a bunch of them in the stockyards in Provo. Which is definitely haunted. And that's just not me saying that. That shit's haunted. That shit is haunted AF. Aren't they doing like a haunted tour in the stock? They're doing them now. Yeah, because I've been wanting to take... Oh, and you can also stay at Miss Molly's, which is like not only a haunted hotel, it's also... It's a haunted brothel. So it's like haunted by ladies of the evening. They're the best ghosts. We should go do a... I'll do a haunted tour in the stockyards. I just don't want to stay at the haunted brothel. Is that a trade-off? Fair trade-off? Fine. Yes, we can do that. But. Uh, but anyways, so yeah, so my life has been consumed. That's why I've alluded to being real busy with work. But that's why. And it just means things are crazy. But crazy is good. It's good crazy. It's exciting. It's exciting. Yes. Hard work is paying off, hopefully. Yes. And uh and Liz sent me some beautiful flowers to celebrate it. It's awesome. And it's my birthday. Week. Like, and also <laughs> Also, happy birthday to me. Here's a new music venue. 
that's the universe's hey, gift you're, to me. Hey, you're like birthing it like a child on your birthday. I am. You're just like, and you'll always remember, like, when people are like, when did you reopen the Longhorn? You're like, I can tell you. I'll know the I'll know the date off the top of my yeah. head because of that. But yeah, so no, it's pretty funny, but it's cool. Um, so I'll be. Everybody's like, "What are you doing to celebrate your birthday?" I'm like, "I'm gonna be at the Longhorn Ballroom all weekend." I don't fucking know what you're talking about, but it's fine. It's good. It's just funny. So, yeah. so all my stalkers. Just kidding. <laughs> Once again, we we don't we, worry. We have really good security. We have security alarms and lots of dogs. Yes, and guns. Yeah, and we'll hunt you down and shame you. But yeah, so uh, so yeah, that's been most of my my life lately, all of my life, especially. So yeah. Um, do you want to talk about this episode? I do. I'm very excited about this episode. It's a wonderful, joyous, happy, not a bummer. We are uh, definitely after you know after last week's venture into bullshit, um, which is just going to pretend that episode did not happen and move on. Okay, so this is clap your hands if you believe, which if you are not familiar with, is a reference to Peter Pan. In which, you know, Peter asked the children to clap their hands if they believe in fairies because Tinkerbell was dying. God, I'm so fucking sad. That's, you just, oh, it's just messed up. Like, oh, all right. So this fairy's dying. Uh, clap your hands. And if you don't, she got to uh-huh. die. Yeah. All right, little kids. So this was, we're in season six, episode nine. This first aired November 19th, 2010. Was directed by John F. Showalter, who we last saw in Two and a Half Men and Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. Plaid? Oh my God. Plaid. 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 Oh, plaid. you can tell Liz like saw some of her relatives this weekend. She just said plaid. That was oh. Pat down there. You go back down there, Hillbilly. All right. All right. And it was written by Ben Edlund. And so we start off with this like, what is this opening in Elwood, Indiana? What's, what's happening? Uh, we've got a cornfield in Elwood, Indiana, with some teens making out on a blanket, which always looked wildly uncomfortable. This will, uh, it's uncomfortable and will end poorly because yes. you can't make out. You also, like, cornfield, no thank you. Like, they're all creepy as fuck. Like, I don't understand, like, what's sexy about them. And, like, then he, like, Patrick sees lights in the cornfield and he go. That's where snakes are. Yeah, he's like, there's something out the corn. It's a snake. Don't go in there. It's a snake. And, she, and she's like, nah, don't don't go out there. But he's like, nope, I'm going to go look for it. So she follows him because, duh. And he finds a clearing. Oh, this is where I got really excited. So excited. And then there, he's in this clearing and there's a bright light. And the Patrick disappears and they zoom out, and it's a crop circle! Yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. A bigger crop circle. It's a crop circle yes. in a bigger crop circle. It was a small it, piece of a giant crop circle arrangement. It was awesome. And then we get this sick-ass opening to this episode. If you haven't figured ah. out, Diana likes X-Files a lot. I like X-Files, and I was just really into, like... I don't know, like I like 
I'm trying to remember like examples of things. Like I remember watching Close Encounters of a Third Kind when I was like young. Yeah, and also you loved Art and Bell. We already I was already Art mentioned Bell Art Bell fanatic. once. Yeah. So I was like like full. I would stay up late to listen to Art Bell back in the day. So like because you had to. I love that's that's how you had to listen to Art Bell. Oh yeah, and all the people who called in. Mm, I miss it. It's not the same anymore. Yeah. Mm. So, anyways, then we get this badass intro. Where it's a stylized version of Supernatural intro, but it's like X Files. Ah, it's lovely. And then instead of the truth is out there, it says the truth is in there. <laughs> in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we open this episode really now with looks like one on one. We're getting like a, a monologue, like interview responses direct to the camera, first person, I guess is the word then of um, people talking about how they feel about extraterrestrials because apparently now Elwood, Indiana is a hot, considered a hotbed of extraterrestrial activity. And we get an interview with Wayne Whitaker Jr. kicking off and he, um, he, he, can, he records interviews with people who have seen strange lights in the sky and, and just kind of like tries to document what's, what they've seen. Um, we get a super hippie chick who just wants to welcome the extraterrestrials. We've got a cop saying like, yeah, everybody's really talking about all these extraterrestrials, but we've got four missing person right now, like for real. And I don't think it's UFOs. And then we've got Patrick's girlfriend that followed him into the woods. And she's just very upset that he's missing and got abducted. Uh, and then we get an older woman who says it's fairies. It's not, it's not aliens. And in between there, though, we get mentioned one of my favorite terms, which is a UFO flap. Oh. And do you know what a UFO flap is? If you listen to Okay, so this was a term that originated in the 40s and 50s when there is a sighting of UFOs, aka unidentified flying objects, and it refers to a period of time where there is an increased activity of UFOs in. I forgot what they're calling them now. There's a new word for it. Ah, oh, damn it. You, oh, yeah. you follow just, I know you have a new word, but basically like a flap is like, you know, birds, like a, a flock of birds and stuff. So ever since then, like every, like each of like the, so it's like a cluster of sightings. It's a cluster of UFO sightings. So like last podcast and left just did something about the double flap, which was not only a cluster of aliens, but also a cluster of big feet, Bigfoot, Sasquatches. I don't know what the plural mm-hmm. is, but you know, but it's, I just also love the term flap. Also, some of that was written by ChatGBT. Mm-hmm. Diana gets this yeah, look but- at her face every time I bring up AI, and I kind of love it. Well, you can just file that in the same category that you have the uh, all the fanfic stuff that makes me uncomfortable in. Like um- incest? What? Uh, so, the sounds oh. like kind of mean. Yeah, so they're the ones conducting these interviews. Yeah. It kind of like finally after we see all these interviews, it was actually shot, really put together, kind of cool. I thought where you're seeing these interviews with all these individuals, and then the, we find out the whole reason that these interviews are taking place is that the brothers are interviewing these people. Oh, that was a cool way to kind of come around to it. Yeah, I liked but, it. Yeah, um, but yeah, Sam, Sam, Sola, Sam's dick. He's hot, and but he is insulting the cat ladies. And Dean's just like, dude, empathy. I, I did like add the add some glitter to the glue you're sniffing was pretty funny, but um, he's fucking hilarious. I love him. We'll get more into why I love Sola Sam later, but 
So yeah, he's reminding him to be, Dean's reminding him to be empathetic. And he's like, look, you know, way back before you would have like given earlier your puppy dog guy, well, I said doe eyes, but, and um, look, you have to have to, have to care. And Sam's like, wait, I thought you want to be honest. So you're asking me to fake it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, just fake it. Thanks. You want to be a real boy? Do you want to real, be a real boy, Pinocchio? Fake it. And Dean's going to be his Jiminy Cricket. He is. He's going to be Sam's puppet master, master of puppets. But Sam says, you know, like, look, man, I have been faking it and it's exhausting. And I know, man, like, you know, as someone who has faked being, you know, normal in many situations and just pretending like I don't want to talk about weird shit like this show. Like, I get it. Like, it's hard not being yourself, Sam. I understand. And if, you know, yourself is a emotionally unavailable guy who's kind of witty and it's pretty hot okay so we cut to a watch shop yes and we've got it's brennan's Watchworks, and um they want to talk to mr brennan about patrick the boy who disappeared and basically they get to so sam and dean are there they're talking to the dad and um they're pretending to be pressed and he's like, yeah, my son was the first to be taken, but he's real vague, but like, he's kind of evasive, but also like kind of trying to answer stuff. It's kind of a weird vibe, super weird vibe, because he's just positive that his son's not coming back. And they're like, well, that's fucking weird. Why are you so sure about that? And he's, then, he, but then he goes, he goes true crime on you, Liz. And he goes, oh, after the first 72 hours, it's, you know, pretty hard to find a missing person. And we it's know it's a 48. That's, there's that, you know, TV shows dedicated to the shit. Get with it, Mr. Brennan. But yeah, 72 is very uh, generous. <laughs> but, but then they leave. So our, our, our brothers leave. And we stay zoomed in on Mr. Brennan because he is talking to a watch. That's weird. Not weird. He asks if it's all right, and the watch turns, like rotates. I mean, maybe just the watch talks. I mean, it could be a smart watch. A very smart watch. Different it's kind a of really smart watch. smart watch. Yeah. So they're leaving, and Dean's like, "Yeah, he's hiding something. Um, why don't you keep an eye here? Just don't make any judgment calls or do anything. Just keep an eye out and call me if something happens. While I go look at these crop circles." And by the time he gets to the crop circles, it's already dark out. The time of day in this episode is very weird. It makes very little sense. I'm just well, and some of it is on purpose, right? Because we're we're shifting. Time will shift because of the fairies, but yeah, no. All of a sudden, we're dark. Andrew in a cornfield. How the fuck did you find the crop circle in a cornfield? Have you ever tried to find anything in a cornfield in the middle of the night, sir? I don't think you have, because you know what looks the same. Every fucking row of corn looks goddamn same. Like you can't see. Like there isn't like you know a flashlight coming down, being like corn circles here, like. Yeah, so Dean finds the crop circle. He's in the middle. His phone rings at Sam. And Sam's like, the only thing this guy's up to is alcoholism, which is a funny line coming from Sam. Pot, kettle, yeah. Yeah. Because you're also drinking Um, right along with him. But then there's a bright light over Dean, which is probably not great right now since he's in the crop circle. And he's yelling, like, really funny, like, the single words to Dean as he tries running from whatever is chasing him with this bright light. Like, UFO! Close encounter. 
And Sam just has fucking snarky responses about the fourth kind of close encounter being a butt thing. Okay, so I actually did not know this until, like, I looked it up. That's an actual scale. Did you know that? Like, that is an actual scale of things. Okay, so a close encounter is an event in which a person, you know, sees an unidentified flying object. Right. Or, you know, a UTI or whatever they're calling it now. And so, like... urinary tract infection? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what it's called. I know it's something different. It could be a UTI. Who knows? I've heard that word a lot lately. So the scaling of these encounters come from the first UFO researcher, J. Allen Hynek's book, The UFO Experience, A Scientific Inquiry. And there's six on the scale, and they're all kind of like rated by how close you are to the aliens. So one through three are kind of looped together. And that's like the first one is you just see like, you know, you see lights. The second one is like discs. So that's usually like if you see UFOs in the daytime, like in like the oval shapes. Uh, The third one is radar confirmation. Right. So then someone can see a beep, 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 boop. And so that's that's the third one. So but when you get to close encounters of the first kind, that is a visual sighting of a UFO less than like 500 feet or 150 meters for those of you who get to use a metric system away. Um, So close encounters of the second kind is a UFO event with a physical effect. So that could be like uh, your radio fritzes out Or it leaves like a crop circle, right? So that's the second. And then the third kind is when there is an animated entity present. So anytime you see like a an actual alien or like a robot or anything that came out of a ship, then that's the third kind. Okay. Yeah. And that's where it stops. So So it wasn't just a random movie name noted. It wasn't a random movie name. And the fourth kind could be butt stuff because he didn't go beyond the third kind. So, you know, the fourth kind could be you're tied down to a table and getting probed. Well, I will I will add here that we were talking about, we couldn't remember the new terminology. <clears throat> One of the new terminologies that is, is out currently as we've been talking, actually, it's actually been in the news a lot mm-hmm. in the last, I'd say, three to six months about um, how what the government is saying about um, unidentified flying yeah. objects. Yes. But also... UAP is the other term that's being used. It's the National Aeronautics and Space Administration uses it as that means unidentified anomalous phenomena to describe observations of the sky, (laughs) observations of the sky that cannot be identified as aircraft or as known natural phenomena. There you go. Phenomena. Yeah. Yeah. So also it's very hard when I was writing about the flap to not be writing about the fap that I had to, there a couple of times. It was the great fap. All right. And so D well, is, where's Tom DeLong when we need him. We should have had him as a special guest on this. We should have. Thanks. I guess you didn't know Tom DeLong's a UFO expert. You're welcome. A ufologist. Some would say. So Dean is running through the corn, which you know is scratchy. Right. It's so yeah. scratchy. And tries to remind Sam to have empathy, but uh, Sam just orders another beer and Dean gets beamed up. Yeah, and not only Sam ordering beer, he's also checking out his waitress's butt. So we're getting a lot of Dean's behavior like on Sam now. We're so yeah, but Dean is also taunting the light. So kind of you know he kind of gets what he had coming. I don't know. Okay. 
So we've got Sam going calling Dean's phone to try to locate where they're where where Dean went. And he finds the phone laying on the ground in the middle of a crop circle. Oh, weird. Um, and we do have in the background um, as he approaches an RV park near the crop circles. It sounds like the music from Close Encounters of the Third Kind, but just like a slightly, it sounds slightly modified to me, but it was pretty funny. The kind, so we don't have, they modified enough so we don't have to pay a copyright? Probably. Uh, So we've got this RV park full of UFO hunters and believers with Christmas lights strong, lights, telescopes, their own UFO versions of murder walls, the whole thing. Yeah, and it was also in weird, you know, the, we live in a simulation land. Right by where I'm currently staying, there is a food truck park that's called like Area 51 Food Truck Park. Or maybe it's Area, I don't know, like how they, maybe it's 512, I, I don't know. Uh, but so it looks like that's this. It really does hilarious. look like this. I'm like, oh, creepy. That's funny. Yeah, and so Sam notices Wayne's there again, who we saw at the very, very, well, at the beginning of this episode. And Sam's like, hey, yeah, yeah, UFOs are real. Um, and Wayne's like, yeah, like I said, the truth is out there. <gasps> so we got an actual, so we got it out there. Got the quote, got the quote. Um, and Sam's like, hey, so how do you, like, get one of these, like, ETs, like, since you hunt them? Because he's thinking that Wayne's like they are. How do you Hunters. hunt them? How do you hunt the ET? And he's like flipping through this pamphlet and is just wildly disappointed. He's just like, my brother was abducted. And then this, the hickey, hippie chick uh, that from the intro wanders off of her heavily decorated school bus and comes over asking if, if Sam's okay about his brother being abducted. And Sam replies that he's fine because he's had time to adjust. He's had. He has. And it's been hours. It's been a half an hour. She asks if it was a childhood thing. He's like, no, it's been about a half hour. <laughs> Anyways, so he, instead, Sam turns back to mock Wayne. For it's being, hot. For hunting um, ETs for 30 years and having no concrete data or leads. And basically, you just suck at, you must just suck at hunting UFOs. And it's so, it, yeah, Burn. it, it burns, but it burns really good. I really, oh, Solo Sam is the best Sam. So, but our little hippie chick's going to help Sam. Oh, she's going to help him. All right. Help him with something. And we're going to cut back to our, our cornfield. Yeah. And Dean gets dropped back in the middle of the crop circle. Guns blazing. And it's adorable. Like he just comes out. He's just like, pew, 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 pew. It was really funny. Actually, no, so he wasn't pew pew. He had like a knife. Like he had like one gun and stabbing. He's like stabbing. (laughs) Yeah. And so we know Dean's back. And so he goes to the motel room by himself because he's like, well, fuck. He's middle middle of the field by himself. And walks into this. A, this motel room is real weird with a lot of corn decor. I mean, yeah, it's corn town. Lots of cornholes. So weird. So, and then, but Sam is currently banging hippie chick. Yep, he sure is. And the chick's just, no, she's all over Sam. She's like, oh, they brought your brother back. Yeah, but Sparrow also understands that Sam and Dean need time together as family. Right. So she's going to leave, but, um, she uh, asks Dean what it was like. And he says they were grabby incandescent douchebags. 
And Dean's pissed because he's mad at Sam for not even trying to look for him. He's like, you, you know, I was abducted and you're getting, you're just here banging patchouli. That's what he says. Um, and Sam is just like, hey, man, I don't think she smelled that bad. <laughs> but then we figure out why Dean's really mad is to Dean, he's only been gone for like an hour. So he's like, what the fuck? Have we gone an hour and you didn't even like look for me? And Sam's like, mm, no, you've been gone like all night. It's fucking 4 a.m. Even yeah, but and still, Sam, it's 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 4 a.m. He's been gone for like literally like not even a whole night, and you're already fucking sparrow. Wow. the patchouli chick, and now you're gonna smell like patchouli for a while. Oh man, your dick's gonna smell like here. patchouli. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So. so- Sam tries to distract by being like, oh, it was a UFO time slip. Here, do some shots, Dean. It's basically his way of working around this. But again, uh, I also appreciate Sola Sam is like, oh, you're having some problems? Have some whiskey. That sometimes that's the kind of love you need. Sometimes, yes. So he's, Dean's trying to explain where he was. It's like, look, it was bright white. It was, you know, it was it was a different place. It's, um, you know, these beings were too bright to look at and they were pulling me towards a table and Sam's like a probing table. And Dean is pissed about that. Um, but apparently while they were pulling him, Dean went fucking crazy and started slashing and shooting at them. And he said, he got the impression that no one's ever done that before. So they sent him back. He, he said, close encounter. I want it. And now, like, I won- I fought the lot. I won, but I had a close encounter. I won. Yeah. And then Sam tells Dean that he should take a shower. But I'm like, really? Shouldn't Sam? Shouldn't Sam take a ta- shower? Sam seems grosser than, than Dean right now. Like, of all the people covered in gunk I'm worried about, it's you, Sam. Right. So now it's the next morning. They're drinking coffee at the um, that Jack's Beer Garden. It's definitely a bar. There's a pool table, but they're sitting there drinking coffee. It was very weird. It's a small town. Maybe it's just like, I you guess. know, you get your coffee there. Then you like, I'm pretty sure there's a place I go to in my town that can do those things. At. So, yeah. So, but it was just odd. So we've got Dean's just freaked out, though, because he's like, look, angels and aliens are both real. What's next? Hobbits? And um, we get Sam just being a creeper to the waitress. Um, but Dean's like really mad about this, about Sam just being totally disconnected from everything. He's like, what am I supposed to do? You know, um, I, you know, you were abducted. I had no leads. What am I doing? Sit in the dark. And Sam's like, yeah, Dean's like, yeah, you should feel the loss. You should sit in the dark and not have sex. And but Sam wants to know is like, can I do all that and have sex with a hippie chick? and i just you know it's such a dude thing to say but it also like it feel oh you're so emotionally unavailable i love you you're hot uh so and then it comes around to so having a soul equals suffering and suffering is a good thing is sam Sam has to ask dean yeah yeah having a soul is bullshit man all right so oddly now like dean wants to go do research yeah on ufo lore but he sees some dude staring at him through the window and some looks like might be a a homeless gentleman 
possibly or, or a sailor a like it's he really looks like a hot pink beanie somebody it's very who odd, lives the whole in thing. seattle like definitely like he's it's escaped from the pacific northwest to indiana we know that at least uh yeah so i think um we've got you know um Sam's like just perplexed that he cannot see this at all, but also doesn't really care. He doesn't really care, but I think we also start with this is the point where Dean's just like, Are you fucking with me? And but that's also the problem with Soulless Sam, right? Because he's like so like not emotionally available, but it's at the point where like I would be fucking with you, you know. So you're just like, wait, can you really not see anybody? Like, are you just are you just busting yeah. my balls or can you not? Right. And he's just like, I don't know. And like, so he's like, am I being gaslit? I don't know what's happening. Yeah. It's a lot. So we cut to, um, Sam walking out of the library and, uh, he's like, everyone in the planet believes in UFOs and won't stop writing books about it. While Dean is scrolling through blogs about UFOs at the motel, which sounds terrible, by the way. Uh, and we've got um, David Bowie's Space Oddity starts playing in the motel room. Uh, and the motel lights start to flicker. And there's a bright light outside the window. And the door flies open. And an orb flies in. What? So orbs in a lot of people that are like into phenomenon are typically more associated yeah, with uh, ghosty stuff as opposed to other lore. But that's okay. In this case... It's not. It's very Tinkerbell. Very Tinkerbell. And so we have this orb fly in the room and Dean's like trying to look at it, but he's also trying to get his guns and the orb stops him. And then the orb hits him in the face. It bops him in the face. Boop. And then they have a fight. He's fighting the orb. It's very weird. Then, uh, but Dean is able to trap it in the microwave. But before he traps it in the microwave, he stops and he says, nipples he does and then he says bitch and then he traps her in the microwave and turns it on and as okay come at me Peta, but i once microwaved a scorpion because like you know this house was not a great house to grow up in but there's also a lot of scorpions here and after you kill a bunch of them sometimes you just you throw them in a microwave they did not do this they just died, but this is pretty explosive. It explodes the whole side inside of the microwave. And yeah, Dean is very proud of himself. He gets a little ha ha. And then you hear the microwave. Ding. Ding. Oh, so Sam's back and Dean's trying to show him all this fun stuff in the microwave. And uh, Sam doesn't see a thing. It just looks like a clean microwave to him. Which would be very upsetting because the inside of a microwave being gross is really like annoying. I really hate cleaning out the inside of my microwave, but like, wouldn't that be weird if you couldn't tell if your microwave was? Anyways, um, no, no, that's gonna t- don't send me to that place. Don't send me to that place where I'm just like sitting on the floor rocking, going the microwave is never clean. The microwave is never clean. <laughs> but like, <laughs> anyways, so um, he's Dean sees splattered orb guts. And uh, the black, exp- I like that it's described as the black, the black. And he's trying to explain that it was a little naked lady glowing and hot with nipples. And glowing, she hit me. hot, naked lady with nipples. She <laughs> hit me. Uh, and Sam's response is, I'm not supposed to laugh, right? 
But also, Sam, I'm here for you because I also like one. I would laugh in awkward situations, but we're not. But no, Sam, you're you're not. But he's also like, what? She had wings. Yeah. So they figured out that maybe the encounters weren't extraterrestrials. Maybe they were ultra-terrestrials. Fairies! And that lady from the beginning of the episode was right. What crazy crystal lady was yammering about? But you know, they are not the first to make this connection. So now we're going to hear my theory, my hypothesis, my thing that I stole from the internet that says... Are fairies and aliens the same thing? Are we calling this lore? Sure. (laughs) So this is Liz's and other, the internet's hypothesis. Uh, So aliens and UFOs are the same. So why are they the same? Okay, one, they can both drive you crazy. For example, in fairy lore, it, the Leonon she, at that, that first, I'm sorry, people in Ireland, Leonon, but the she, right? Which is, if you look at the yeah. word she, like, this is how I, I know my fairy shit. So that's S-I-D-H-E, like, so, but that's actually pronounced she, like, you know, like, you know, look, look like a female, but that's not how it's spelled. So anyways, AKA, she's also called the fairy lover and she comes to men as a muse, but then she drives the artist mad with their, their need for her. And WB8 described the spirit as almost vampiric and would just absorb the life force. So fair, you know, fairies drive you crazy and so do aliens, right? Cause you know, just Go tell people about the fact that aliens abducted you. Just go try it. See what happens. Yeah. All right. Second, they are little people, right? They're both little. I mean, like little fairies, little aliens. In The Secret Commonwealth of Fairies in 1692, the Reverend Robert Kirk described fairies as light, changeable bodies, somewhat of the nature of a condensed cloud, and best seen as twilight. And come on, like everybody knows that fairies are small right right yeah um and also in addition to being small in aberdeenshire scotland they're talking about hobgoblins which are also fairies and they were said to have like no separate toes or fingers and they had a hole instead of a nose which i'm pretty sure like that sounds like an alien right that sounds like yeah right totally yeah and then, so, like, the conversely, like, for the alien side, in New Mexico in 1964, there was a police officer named Lonnie Zamora, and he saw two small adults dressed in white who disappeared into a large egg-shaped object. So, like, that was an alien, but totally could have been a fairy, right? And also, yeah. in France in 1954, where they were having quite the flap, the French were seeing, like, I'm going to use their word, not mine. Quite the flap. The, yeah. Uh, quite the flap. It was quite the flap. Uh, ooh la la. Oh, oh the flap. Oh, ho, ho, the flap. The flap, sir. And they, they called them the dwarves or other words that in French sound way worse than they do in English. Like, so we're just not going to talk about what they call little people in France. All right. So, third reason time slips all right so we're you saw this like in this episode right where sam got very excited that dean was having a time slip well the same thing happens like in fairy lore right so if you go to the fairy land like you think it's a couple of hours but really it's been like years a year 
And if you saw that season of True Blood, you exactly know what I'm talking about. Or just in general, very little. But also, that season of True Blood. All right, number four, crop circles and dirt mounds. So in Ireland, like the remains of stone circles, other prehistoric dwellings are known as the fairy hills or <laughs> fairy forts. Ooh, fairy fort. I like Sounds it. Sounds a lot like fairy forts. It does. It does, it does, right? Uh, so, but oh. the uh, the she, the people, like the she actually means like fairy bound, right? Uh-huh. So people, the fairy bound. Uh, and so, it, oh my God, oh, Diana has frozen in the most ridiculous picture ever. Oh, she looks really absolutely insane. And I'm going to screenshot this. Or is it me? Uh, okay. All right, so uh, another reason that they're the same, crop circles, dirt mounds. So in Ireland, if you see like anything that like you think of like Stonehenge, like so there's a lot of stone circles like everywhere, all over Great Britain. They're everywhere. Seriously, they're all really cool. But in Ireland, they're known as fairy hills or fairy forts. Fairy forts. Forts, forts. Uh, so those are all over there right so that's well known but so obviously we talked about crop circles in this episode uh in the very famous samora episode incident of 1964 like there was a whole bunch of like shrubbery that was like set on fire and sand that was fused together uh argentina in 1968 had a bunch of crop circles and then afterwards there was mushrooms growing there so just like a fairy circle like everybody knows about the fairy circle if you're in right. like you see like circle of mushrooms circle of mushrooms that's what the fairies are fairy circle mm-hmm. yeah so uh, also lights uh, so, duh, fairy lights. I mean, do I need to explain fairy lights, right? Uh, in But with aliens in 2001 in New Jersey, like, it was right after midnight, folks saw, like, orange and yellow lights flying in a V formation over the Arthur Kill waterway. Also in Stephenville, Texas, but what? Where everyone says, like, it's known for its dairy farms. I'm like, no, motherfucker, it's known for its bull riders. But anyways, so in 2008 there, there was a ton of white lights that flew over Highway 67. Not white knights, not like Ku Klux Klan members or anything. White lights is what I said. Uh, So those were, like, flying over, and they were in, like, a horizontal arc, and then there was a bunch of parallel lines. Uh, There was a pilot that said they spanned about a mile long and a half a mile wide and they were traveling like around 3,000 miles per hour without making a sound like there was no sound there was just like these crazy lights over Stephenville isn't that weird that's crazy yeah it's also kind of like Marfa it is pretty a lot there's I mean there's a lot of weird shit that flies over Texas just saying or over the world in general and so right yeah and this goes to my final point about why one aliens are real and two that they're fairies uh both of them like to abduct people hello like you know we know a lot of fairy lords about abducting babies babies we did a whole thing on the show about changelings like yeah we've already talked about that um and then i'm reading another book where there's changelings in it i'm reading a a book series right now which has nothing to do with any of this and there's changelings in it yeah and so like aliens like come on how many abduction stories like there's a their probing table is the thing we all understand like we shouldn't be able to understand what a probing table is but we all know we say aliens, what do you think of? You think of probing. That's what you think of. I know. 
I, mean, I want to say like you may think of like oh no thank you robot o- you know alien overlords that's also true thank you yeah. my alien overlords who worship you and the robot like whatever my overlords are today was fine you know we're flexible right um but so anyway in conclusion aliens are fairies 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 are aliens ipso facto the end all right well there's one more thing on this lore though because we're gonna go we're gonna cut like this like the second half of this lore bit because we're cutting from dean and sam in their motel room with the black to marion to marion who's the older woman from the beginning who said it was fairies from the start and she did and she lists some names so she says there's fairies there's sprites and spriggans there's Bogarts and Brownies. The little people have many names. So other names she could have said. All right. She could have said Hobgoblin. Hob, oh my God. All right. We're going to do it again. Other names she could have said. Hobgoblins. Redcap. So known because he likes to dip his hat in the, bl- hat in the blood of his victims. Errol King, oh. who is the elf king. Duh. The Dierdug, who is basically a fairy vampire. The Queer Hawnook, who is the mother of demons and St. Patrick's enemy. There is the Banshee, the Bean Nagi, which is a washerwoman laundress uh, type of Banshee. There is the Kelpies and the Nokolavi, a cousin to the Kelpies. The Nokolavi seems to be, uh, they just like they're, I missed like that cut and paste, but I know they're a horrible horse like thing that, that has a lot of things. Okay. Uh, there is also the Dullahahan, which is, uh, an Irish demonic fairy, which is basically a headless horseman with the whip made of a human spine. What? What? Uh, and the whole reason that I wanted to say this list. Because the other fairy that she could have not said could have she could have said the fucking pig leg jack. So the fucking pig leg jack. Fucking the fucking pig leg jack, F-A-C-H-A-N, otherwise known as Pig Leg Jack, is a terrifying fairy with one leg, one eye, one arm sprouting from its chest, and a mane. Of black feathers, and it's so scary that if you see it, you have a heart attack. But also, it's this name is fucking. And if you yeah, haven't, that is, I would, I would be upset if I saw that. Yeah, and if you haven't figured out, most a lot, okay, fairies are from all over. There are fairies and like depending on the their depth, almost every, almost lore, every yeah. culture, everything. But majority of things we talk about do come from our you know Celtic lore. So lots of Ireland, lots of Scotland, uh, yeah. Wales, etc. But also. Can you imagine anyone with any sort of Gaelic accent saying fucking the faking pig like Jack? Like, you just, oh, so good. Faking, the faking, the faking, like the faking pig like, like all of it's so good. No matter, like, if you, you can go Welsh, you can go Scottish. Faking. So, Marianne, she lost. Okay, so. We're going to cut right. to this house and Dean, who is now scared of statues. Yeah, as she's talking about all the magical, mischievous beings from the realm next door. And basically she's saying that it's it's like another reality. And only um, only those who went there in return can see anything from the fairy world here. Oh. And he's like, but why are they abducting people? And she's like, well, I don't really have any proof. 
but they only take firstborn sons, kind of like Rumpelstiltskin, and I think they're taken to service Oberon, the king of the fairies. In Avalon. So she's also dropping, like, mad fairy names here, and so yeah. I'm like, are you trying to establish some creds or something? Like, I think yeah. Marion, they dig you. Like, they kind of know you're here. Like, you don't need to name drop like this. But this opens the door for Sam to ask Dean if he serviced Oberon. He doesn't answer. I don't know. He doesn't. He Well, I mean, I think he gave us a pretty good account that he was fighting the whole time. So, anyways. So, he is like, well, how do you... How if I wanted to interact forcefully again with fairies, how would I do that? Basically, he wants to know how to trap fairies. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, you know, well, you know, they love cream. And I'm like, shit, am I a fairy? I love cream. I love cream, too. So, I put out a bowl of fresh cream. And they hate iron. Uh, and dark fairies burn when they touch silver, but if you spill sugar or salt, they have to stop everything they're doing and count every single grain. That sounds like the worst attribute you could possibly have. But I also want to know, does this work with stevia or equal? Like, is it like, I I don't think so. I bet it's a pure mineral. Would Mrs. Dash work? You know, like, oh, so you're like, it like has to be like mineral based, but like, what if like, this is, this is I mean, my truffle salt would work because it's still salt, but Mrs. Dash has salt in it. It would probably only count the salt grain. But so, but a stevia would be no go. So, like, like yeah. equal, like they could just like walk on by or sweeten love, just like whatever. What about powdered sugar? What about cocaine? <laughs> Meth. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, that's definitely a crystal. Hey, so like right? that that fairy is doing nothing but counting like the meth crystals over and over again. Oh my god, oh my god. this is okay. Netflix, pay us. Meth All fairy. right, meth fairies, meth fairies, meth fairies. Oh okay. my god. All right. So, uh, anyways, so, so they're like, cool, 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 cool. Y'all finish your tea out of your tiny cups, and then they're gonna go figure it out. Uh, but Dean is just creeped out by this whole thing. He feels like he has the crazy on him. Uh, but Dean's like, Sam's like, no, you just sat in some glitter. Yeah, that's never coming off. This That glitter will be on your pants forever. But then. Dean would rather believe in you UFOs. Did, you don't. Dean's covered in glitter anyways. He's been to way too many strip clubs. Fair. So Dean would rather believe in UFOs. But then they see Mr. Brennan uh, loading crates of cream into his car. Oh, that's a little sus after what they just learned. A little bit, huh. a little bit. Or he just also, like me, loves cream. That's a lot of cream. It so is. they follow him to his shop and they watch him load the cream in. So then they go um, break into the store like you do. So Dean's sneaking around the back with a knife. And he hears a noise and sees a little man. And by little man, I do not mean a little person. I mean a... Like a, a like, tiny man, like a tiny man, like under like a foot tall. I don't know, like a little tiny person, a non regular human person, an alien working on a watch, working on a watch. And there's a but he's looking around. And there's a bunch of them. There's like four or five of them all working. Four of them, I think, total working on watches and drinking cream. And they all have clothes on. What the fuck? I don't see their nipples. Like, why did the chick have nipples out? There's no, no, there's no male nipple. Little male critters, yeah. And so, Dean calls Sam. Guess where Sam is? Sam's at the bar, following Mr. Brennan around. 
And That's what Dean told he, him to uh, do. Which is what he told him to do, but still, but he's drinking again. Um, and so now they're like, huh, I wonder if Mr. Brennan made a deal with the fairies. So Sam's like, fuck it, I'm going to find out. Instead of waiting. So he just goes straight up to him. It's like, yeah. Um, goes straight to, you know, talking about, you know, tries to flatter him at first about watches. And then goes on to like, yeah, like like the ones a bunch of elves made for him. So he calls him out right away for having elves make the watches for him. Yeah, straight up. Like, did you make so, you know, did you make slaves out of a bunch of little tiny men from another realm? Did you decide to, to go all colonizer on us? And he's but just Mr. Like- Mr. Brennan's pretty freaked out. So Sam goes in for the jugular and says, "Yeah, how does a father trade his son for a bunch of watches?" <gasps> no, harsh. But he gets this. What he find? He gets what he needs because Mr. Brennan goes, "It wasn't like that." Which means it was. It, it was. was. Like and that. sometimes it's just better if you just fucking ask. Like, stop beating around the bush. Just be like, did you did you make a bunch of elf slaves? You know that's not so cool, we Mr. Brennan. Walking down the street. Uh, and he sees the guy from that, was, that he saw watching from the window earlier. The guy from Seattle uh, was watching him earlier. Uh, is watching him again from across the street and starts mirroring him as he walks. And then following him. That's obnoxious. Yeah, that's just gross. Also, just like a lot of the people in Seattle. So, yeah. So, Sam is finally getting Mr. Brennan to, to like to explain what the fuck happened. And he's like, look, I've got a lot of pressure to, you know, this shop has been in my family for generations. It supports the family and it wasn't doing very well. So, my grandmother had always told me that fairies were real and she had a book, told me how to call them. So, I did the ceremony two months ago. This met, met this leprechaun and he's like, you know, he was going to help me cure my hand because I have Parkinson's and that's why I was having trouble and my hand hurts. I couldn't stop So I just really wanted my hand cured. <laughs> he wants his hand cured, but instead this leprechaun's like, no, no, I'll, I'll just promise to make you more successful than you were before. Anyways, don't worry about it. I'll bring a crew. We Never take the upsell. And that's it. Yeah, you, you had an ask, and then he was like, do you want an upsell? And you're like, yeah, okay, this like, sounds no, better. Yeah. Like, no, there's always going to be some deal. You're getting locked into a timeshare right. here, man. And you should just and know he better. And realize that the trade-off was the first his firstborn son. Because that's oh, the so fat cool. of the land. I mean, I guess you are in America, so the fat of the land would be your firstborn son. And for once, like, I feel like as a woman, I'm getting the better end of this deal, and I don't feel that bad. So... And we're safe, right? I mean, like, they're just so, taking the yeah. dudes. Yeah. So, but he realizes it's not just his son, it's others too. And it's just not going to stop. So they need to do the reverse eh, though. But the fine. book is in the safe in the shop and the elves won't let him near the safe. Oh, so anyways, so our weird dude from Seattle is still following Dean down the street and through an alley. And Dean tries to do a sneak attack on him because Dean thinks he's slick. But instead, he does tack- a tackle a person when they come around the corner. And this is a um, little person. An actual little little person. Yes, who is a man and is trying to grapple with this man that he believes was the guy following him. It's not. Calling him a fairy because he believed that guy, the Seattle dude, was a fairy. 
and a crowd forms and it's definitely not who he thought it was but it is a man whose daughter is calling out to daddy as uh yeah as dean hits him while yelling what do you want fairy yeah and so as he gets up and realizes he has the wrong guy he tries to make a joke about it but yeah so uh we have sam trying to call dean because they're going to help mr brennan get the book to reverse the spell but they walk up on dean getting arrested and dean just calls out fight the fairies and when this episode aired, this actually did trend on Twitter. And Fight the Fairies. Fight the Fairies became a trending topic. And similar to when Lucifer is coming, uh, some people did believe this was a homophobic slur. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh. <sighs> oh Twitter, you're the best. Yes. Eh, so never mind. All right. So, so, at j- so at the jail, we've got our cop try to talk to Dean to figure out what kind of hate crime he committed yeah and technically that's not your job you're the sheriff you're not you're not the Correct. da that would be a, the, that would be a but, DA. but apparently the da was the person that the guy. Was hitting. oops but, yeah yeah so they uh leave him in the cell and and walk away um, so Sam and Mr. Brennan have, are now sneaking into the watch office. And apparently we learn now that not only do fairies love cream, but it gets them real drunk. Oh, that's a good, that's a good thing to know. Yeah. They're all drunk or passed out all over the place. And so they sneak to the safe and they open it and they grab the book. And Mr. Brennan starts reading the spell while Sam stands by with a shotgun. But remember, and yeah, and this spell is in Gaelic, uh, which so at this point is actually not that surprising if you're thinking about oh, like Renan, the son of his name Patrick, his grandmother yeah. had a spirit to you know, had a spell to capture leprechauns. Okay, like checks, checks out. Yeah, yeah. So we've got uh, then something stabs Mr. Brennan in the chest from behind. Mr. Brennan, you should have enslaved elves. That's kind of what you get. I don't feel like he enslaved them. Nah, I mean, like, someone's like, would you, I don't know. He, he bought the timeshare. Don't suffer the timeshare. So, maybe he should have stabbed. So, Mr. Brennan's dead, and it was Wayne, the UFO dude, is actually a leprechaun. What? And Sam can see him. And Wayne kind of apologizes, because, but he's like, yeah, he also went back on our deal. So, and Sam's like, uh, yeah, you're not, you weren't clear on the terms. So how you can't really be mad at him for going back on the deal. And Wayne's defensive, like, oh, I told him there was a price. And like, Sam's like, yeah, firstborns. And then the, you know, but he also compliments him on the UFO crap for a cover. Um, so he's like, uh, yeah, by the way, your brother is marked in it and he's ours now. And the only way How you can see work? me is. I don't really understand what this marked thing is. Because he like, got abducted. I know, got but abducted. it's dumb. It's like, it's really, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like. No, it's kind of forced. And Sam can only see Wayne because Wayne lets him see yeah. him. Uh, not like the rest of them. So. There. Anyway, so he's just 
talking about basically like they want to, you know, he can get Sam's soul back. And does he want to make a deal with him? Because this you know, is so... you're missing, I can tell you're missing your soul, but fairy, fairy folk are about, you know, we can tell the energy, you know, and that it's, so, it's just very It's odd. so random. And maybe this is yeah. the end, but it's just like, he's like, well, I'm not part of your mythology, right? I'm not part yeah, of your, your Judeo-Christian. So I can go to hell and get, but how do you go there if you're not part? So why is because this? Because yeah, it wouldn't exist, exist to you then, right? Uh, okay. I, I'm going to yeah, clap if I believe. Weird. Clap if I believe. Okay. So Sam's just like, you can go to hell. Mm-mm. No. And he's like, and so, and, and Sam does make a crack to him about being my blue fairy to make me a real boy. We did have a ton of Pinocchio That was a great callback yep. there. So it was good. And Wayne replies with, when you wish upon a star. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. But Sam replies finally. He's like, yeah, I got a wish. And he shoots Wayne with a shotgun. <gasps> Wayne's hurt, but he's not dead. Unfortunately, and he disappears as Sam shoots again. And as this is happening at the jail, uh, Seattle dude shows up in Dean's cell and they start fighting. So we got, we get a lot of back and forth. We got Dean and, and Seattle fighting in this jail cell while Sam is fighting with Wayne. And Wayne beats the shit out of Sam. With he really his stick does. That he's, he's carrying. just like, bam, bam. I just, I, I kind of like, I kind of like Wayne. Like, I appreciate, like, and you know, there's been a, uh, in a couple of other, like, I think in Charm, it is too, just like with leprechauns, where it's like beat the shit out of people with their sticks. And I'm just like, mm. okay, maybe I appreciate that because they're my people. I don't know, but mm. I appreciate a good shillelagh. That's what it's called, right? Shillelagh? Well, I think, I think so. That sounds right. And then Sam is like kind of fucked, but and, and Wayne fuck? calls him out for it. <laughs> fuck. Uh, and 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 Wayne calls him out, but then Sam's like, uh, "Why didn't I do this sooner?" And pours salt all over the all over the floor. And while Wayne is distracted counting the grains of salt, he can Sam can read the spell. And so the translation is basically, at least this is according to the Supernatural Wiki, whether or not this is actually the translation of the Scottish Gaelic. Fuck if I know. Fuck if I know. All right. So uh, let go of that binding and blow out that light and banish the fairies back to their birthplace. Keep the unborn children safe and keep this terrible gate shut. So. Okay. Gaelic people. Anyway, so, and the fairy that was about to stomp Dean's face disappears. Gets zapped away. And Wayne gets zapped away. And all the others get zapped away. Just poof. Then they're gone. That's it. And so we we find our, our Winchester brothers parked on a country road. A single lane country road. They stop the car in the middle of it. Because Fuck that's you. what you do. Why are you, you're just <sighs> getting in my way, motherfucker. Like, it's bad enough so I'm going to have annoying. to, like, get in the way for, like, cows. Ugh. Now I have to wait for you, motherfuckers. So annoying. So annoying. It's the middle of the day, and Sam turns down a beer, which is weird. So, um, Dean toasts to the, um, the DA dropping charges against him. And Dean asks Sam about what, what Wayne offered to get the soul. Um, 
And Sam's like, you know, no, whatever deal wouldn't have been good. I, no matter what, I, even I know that. It's a deal. A deal's and a deal, man. A deal's a, a deal's bad. It wouldn't have been a good deal. And so Dean's just trying to figure it out, though, because he's afraid that Sam's having second thoughts about going to get his soul. And I love that when he asks him, he's just like, are you having second thoughts? And pretty much just like, no, of course not. Look over there. Yeah, he definitely is. <laughs> what? He what? Definitely having second thoughts. So there's our episode. Yeah, so I think we have much of, we can digest that. But first, uh, do people need to go into a casting couch? <gasps> they do. Casting couch. It's the casting couch. Were they on that show that time with that guy? La 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 la. Wayne Whitaker Jr. is played by Robert Picardo. Uh, he was Eddie in The Howling in 1981, Joe in Oh God, You Devil with George Burns in 1984. He's just got a prolific career, so I'm going to hit just a lot of the roles that he hit huh. in. So Star Killer in The Explorers, Meg in Legend, Giorgio in Rodney Dangerfield's Back to School, Mark in 976 Evil, a garbage man in The Burbs, the voice of Johnny Cab in Total Recall, the original version. Um, Howard, the theater manager in Matinee. Ben Wheeler in Wagons East with John Candy. Uh, Admiral Calvin in Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus. Dr. Robert Stadler in Atlas Shrugged, Atlas Shrugged 2. And Rabbi in Hail Caesar. Plus a, a gazillion episodes of television, single episodes, but a few um, recurring regular roles were Coach Cutlip in The Wonder Years, uh, Dr. Lewis Zimmer Zimmerman in Star Trek Voyager, which carried over some of their Star Trek stuff too, and Richard Woolsey in Stargate SG-1. That's a lot. Pretty awesome. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty a big role. I mean, and that's a pared down list, yeah. I'm just saying. Um, just as a quick hit, a couple of other mentions, Mr. And that's not, this is not that they're not all important. It's just, that was a really lot of stuff and he's kind of a big deal. Uh, Mr. Brennan was played by Lyndon Banks, done a ton of TV, uh, episode, single episodes, uh, including, uh, X-Men or X-Men, X-Files and one episode of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina for shows that we will follow. Um, he's in one other episode of Supernatural. And um, played uh, Eldridge Sump in Jim Henson's Turkey Hollow in so 2015 TV movie. Uh, Marion, our beloved fairy believer, is played by Trish Allen. Uh, she was Katie in the movie Shooter, the um, uh, Wahlberg movie in 2007. Um, and a lot of a, several, a handful of TV shows, but did not have extensive credits. Um, Sparrow Jennings, our, our hippie chick, was played by Devin Weigel. Um, she was the volleyball girl in John Tucker must die and has been consistently the, uh, character of Vicky in the live action, fairy odd, fairly odd parents movies, um, which are from a takeoff from a Nickelodeon cartoon um, and played, uh, was it an ongoing show called when the heart calls, she was Viola Thatcher. Um, Patrick Brennan, our dude who disappeared at the beginning, uh, was played by Joel uh, Seminod, and he um, 
he was in a lot of a lot of single episode stuff, but not massive credits either. But some of the shows you may have seen him on include Lucifer in The Flash, and then Kim, who is his girlfriend, was um, played by Mackenzie Porter. Uh, interestingly, she seems to have a music career. Uh, lots of music videos with her own music. Also played Marcy Wharton in The Travelers uh, or in TV show Travelers, and Naomi Bohannon in Hell on Wheels, which is a sh- series I was really into. Huzzah! So a lot. Yeah, so much. It was a lot. <sighs> a lot, a lot. So yeah, I would go back to talk about this episode. Not a bummer. Super into it. Super fucking fun. Yeah. A couple little like flubs of like, like you know, I can't say like suspension of loop because this series is that. But like, okay, like, can we at least get our like stories to line up a little bit? Like the consistency, like you were talking about, like that doesn't really make sense. Like all of a sudden the leprechaun can go to hell. Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, there are but... some things I think I feel like, and I, I'm so making without my books and hopefully I will get to go. I will say that also like I did get to have some fun times this week because my weirdness does a lot come from my mom and so mm-hmm. or at least my interest in things that even though she was she was raised a very good catholic woman she does have some you know there's some some side interests so i went hey mom are there any books on fairies here and she said of course there are books on fairies here awesome. and including the original book on fairies and elves from the time life series like and it's i was like oh shit like i don't know how much of this time life series is here but like that's definitely part of my inheritance and i'm just like gonna mm-hmm. ki- slowly start taking these books out and just be like what i don't know where that book went but uh so she has some fun books on fairies here that I, I did enjoy getting to read but um the seattle guy they never said what type of fairy he was nope and that annoys the fuck out of me. I want to know what he... Right. I don't understand what he was. And was he like a hitman because Dean got away? Like, I don't really know. He was I just fucking with know. him? I don't know. And so, like, this is where I'm And, like, like, they should be stoked if he got arrested. Like, who cares? I'm like, is this in my Supernatural Companion books that I, you know, don't have with me? Like, I don't understand mm. where... I don't get it. But beyond that, the, the, you know, so there there is, like, those... Those things. I just think it was so well written and just enjoyable yeah. and super fun. Sam, Soul of Sam is hot. He's so emotionally unavailable and just wants to go back. Yeah, that's that works for me, shockingly. I know. I know. Diana is so surprised right now that he, Sam has all of a sudden become my type now when he doesn't want to talk about his feelings. <sighs> But, you know, for Dean, I mean, this is, you know, so we have this very weird juxtaposition of where Dean is the one with the feelings now. And, but yeah. he. No, that isn't interesting. And you you were talking about a little bit about that earlier. And it, I, I, you know, obviously I had observed it, but I think that really drove it home. I'm like, oh, wow, they have kind of flipped. Yeah. And, but even then, like you have. Dean who's not equipped to talk about his feelings but he knows he's having them and now he's having to talk about them with someone who like yeah it's they they covered a lot of ground in a very fun way yeah I agree yeah I agree Uh, but also like so what are your thoughts on I mean so we've got obviously we're setting ourselves up for things here right so we've got so Sam's gonna be wishy-washy about his soul is what I know yeah 
But I mean, do you and think he's going he to either be directly wishy washy? <laughs> yes, I think he should get it back. Obviously, obviously. Okay. But I think that he's going to. I think that I don't know if he's going to be directly wishy washy. I think he's just going to kind of skirt it and avoid it until Dean calls him out again. Well, I mean, if you don't have a soul, why would you want one? Is somebody told me? I mean. And this is, this baby goes to Diana's freaky AI, you know, why she hates AI, but, um, but basically, you know, it gets alluded to in here where Sam says, so having a soul is suffering. So feeling means that you feel pain. And it does seem like this type of this Sam, like, this is maybe where some of the writing goes awry. Like he has enjoyment. You know, like, he enjoys watching Dean get fucked with. Like, it may be a just shallow enjoyment, but he still has it. Yeah. Well, I would argue that you can have that. But you can't have joy, which is different than a superficial enjoyment, without... it's like dark it's like the dark you can't have dark without light you can't have you know what i mean you've got to have how do you but if you don't know what you're missing like he says but he kind of does he does it you can't like but you can't feel it you can't feel it right so why would you like if you know you told me like or just like a computer like you put that in the choice and you're like you could have this thing that you don't know, or you could experience something that's, and, but even then, how do you know what suffering is? Oh, so deep. How do you know what suffering is? We don't know what joy is. Oh no, you feel nothing. Oh, it's so good. Nothing. It's like experiences and, and joy are like my part of what my career based on. So it's kind of hard for me to process that live music is about a shared experience and the feelings and the joy that one experiences in a joint setting and that and how the importance of that experience and i don't know it's like that's very something i'm very passionate about damn that's how i it is the fact that you went i don't know you went very deep you went very deep from Liz's like soul of Sam is hot. And and you're like No, but like well no, but like from the yeah, a little bit. But like the not I well, I think there I think Dean does a terrible job explaining the difference in having a soul because he only talks about suffering. That's a very very shitty way to sell this deal. But Liz got really excited about not having a soul and I got upset and had to go super passionate for a minute. I think this is more a concern that Diana is like gets concerned that Liz doesn't want to feel feelings. Because <laughs> why feelings are for suckers, and they just go down. They just you and Sam should write a write a story about it. No, then it goes Liz Liz and Liz and Sola Sam fanfic coming up. We go on an adventure and we go see so we would go see the the, the baby slosser at the San Antonio Zoo. Because if I didn't have a soul, that's what I'd be doing tomorrow. I would say, fuck you work, I'm gonna go see baby sloss. Oh, that checks out. And if I in case that does happen, <laughs> I'm coming down with something. Alright. Alright, on that note we're veering off topic as we do, so I think it's time yep. to cheers jerk. Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is a don't get it production. Meow. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. I'm Babe. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.